Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media, and tonight we're doing the robot. Well, not, not really. We're going to talk about robots. That's what we're going to do. Anyways, I'm historian Matt. I talk about uh, tech news and science news and stuff like that. I just have some tech news, one, one bit of uh, tech news to cover today, and that is, I'm titling it, I, for one, welcome our Tesla bot overlords. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, you've been living under a rock probably, but uh, we'll, we'll get you caught up. And it looks like uh, one of our uh, uh, co-hosts are not out on an adventure or something for today. So I'll go over to Dave. Yeah, I'm Dave. I'm the producer of this and every show at Echoplex Media. Check out all of our shows. I have two stories tonight. I have one story about a cyber stalking incident that involved eBay executives. We covered it on the Plex, actually, when the uh, news dropped back in the day. That's our Sunday show. Check that out. And then I have uh, Google is still pointing people to not Planned Parenthood when they ask for reproductive services and information. And that's been an ongoing problem. That's not good. Well, I'm going to start with my, my first and only topic today, and that is I, for one, welcome our Tesla bot overlords. If you haven't heard, that's because uh, I'm talking about uh, Tesla's new robot. So at Tesla's AI Day 2022 just happened recently. It was this past week. I don't remember exactly which day or days. But uh, Elon Musk unveiled two prototypes of the Optimus humanoid robot. The, it was the Optimus humanoid robot was first announced a year ago at Tesla's AI Day 2021. But uh, back then, all they had was basically a statue. I uh, wouldn't even call it a, a prototype. It was just, uh, um, yeah, basically a statue of it. And then they also, for some strange reason, had a human in span a spandex suit that matched the, the statue come on stage and dance around for some weird reason. I, I, it was like they were trying to trick the audience, but not really. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It was very weird. Anyways, uh, the... This uh, past week at the the AI Day 2022, they actually unveiled real prototypes that actually did stuff, and they they actually showed two prototypes. One was labeled development platform, and the other one was labeled latest generation. Now these aren't like final names or anything, but uh, I needed a name to talk about each one, so those are the labels I'm going to use. So for the development platform, that was the older one that's been they've been working on for longer. And that one actually walked out on stage. It did so kind of slowly. It didn't look totally steady on, but it did walk and moved under its own power. Uh, it waved at the audience and it kind of danced. It did like, you know, like a raising the roof kind of thing. Probably danced better than Elon Musk does, but uh, it, it was something like a dance. Now, they said that this was the first time the robot operated without a tether, so nothing was holding it up except its own weight. And this uh, this robot is um, some of the interesting stuff. So obviously Boston Dynamics has this thing beat totally, but one of their selling points was that everything is internal to the robot. But we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. So moving on to the latest generation, the second of the prototypes that they showed. This was the newer prototype slash maybe a release releasable robot or eventually will be 
we'll see. It's a little, it was a little sleeker looking. The first one kind of looked like the Terminator robot had lost all of its skin, but, uh, um, only more wires and stuff hanging out. This one had some, seemed to have some covering on it. Made it look a little sleeker, a little, uh, less wiry. And it was supported by a stand and could not stand on its own. Uh, it did not walk out on stage. It was actually pushed out on stage by stage hands. So everybody can see it. It was, it then waved at the audience and lifted its legs, but did not walk. And the, the people said the, uh, Presenter said that it probably walk in a few weeks, but we'll see what happens with that. So that one's just very new and built it, but haven't got all the software working for it as far as I can tell. So what was the point of all this? What were the goals? Well, the, the humanoid robot, even though it doesn't work as well, even the older version doesn't work as well, move as quickly, dance as well as the Boston dynamic robots. These, the point of these humanoid robots from Tesla is, well, they, they want to be able to do high volume production with possibly making the mil millions of them in the future. It's not something that Boston Dynamics does. They, they do some, but not definitely not at that level of volume. They also want to, with all the volume, want to keep the cost low. Though cost is kind of relative. They'll probably, they're, they're aiming for less than, they say probably less than $20,000. Oh, uh, they also want high reliability and importantly brains on board, which basically they have all the computer component components and uh, computing power on the robot itself. It's not calling back to a master computer that's on the ground somewhere else, which seems to be what the Boston dynamic one does dynamics do uh, except for their, I think their walking dog one, I think is all internal. And so it's supposed to be all self-contained and can be used as a robot and put out on the floor. So why did they have this event? What were they trying to do? They, the event was meant to be kind of a, a recruiting event. They were trying to attack, uh, attract talent uh, with, quote, convince some of the most talented people in the world to come to Tesla and help bring this to fruition. So what do you think, Dave? We got to do robots that will probably not take over the world since they can't, you know, one of them can't even walk, but, um, you know, it, you know, they, they do some stuff. Um, what's the word? Vaporware. Getting big vaporware, vaporware, big vaporware vibes from this. Just because there's like no, I don't know what the use case for it is. Like if it's not, first of all, it's not phoning. They're saying it's not phoning home or whatever. It's, it has to be networked. Otherwise it wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, but it's, yeah, at some level it has to be networked, but the, I think the idea is there's nothing that keeps it, you know, stable or, or the, the, you know, when the AI part of it is all on board and it's just getting other instructions and telling it, you know, walk or, or wave or something from elsewhere, not how to actually move, I think is the idea. And they're aiming for these things, at least, uh, they mentioned earlier that this would be like an industrial robot, or at least initially it would be industrial robot. But uh, I don't know, know about you, but it doesn't to me that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because we already have a lot of industrial robots that <laughs> work pretty well. We don't need like do we do we really need a humanoid looking robot for industrial uses? Maybe you can think of a few cases where it's useful, but it seems like it would be better to have you know a, a robot adapted. Or the particular situation, like we 
basically do now. Right. I mean, there've been ro- there've been robots building cars for a long time and they don't look yeah. anything like a person because they're a welding robot. Or, right. Yeah. I mean, they're built for specifically one function. If you do that, you can strip away a lot of a lot of the extra stuff. You don't need two arms, right? If you're right, welding if with one. If it's if it's there to like weld, why does it also need to be able to dance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a human could be a welder and also a fantastic dancer, but that's just because humans are cool. Like humans are <laughs> right, multifaceted right. and can learn many, many things. If I can't imagine like what, like what is this? Like, I don't know what they're supposed to do. I don't know. And th- he claims that uh, Elon Musk claims that they're going to, you know, put a bunch of AI in it and make it walk and run and jump and do all the, the crazy stuff. and somehow they'll help it in both industrial uses and maybe some other uses that I think there was a video showing it like delivering packages to your cubicle at your office, which seems like not the best use of a expensive robot like this, but maybe. Right. Couldn't but you still just, like, like if, if you wanted something to automatically deliver packages, couldn't you just build something that looks kind of like a, like a push cart, but <laughs> yeah like a push cart with wheels and a motor the wheels motorized and knows how to you know get around the office right i mean knows, it's knows where your desk is doesn't need to doesn't need to raise the roof after it gives you your after it gives you your pink slip because it's actually replacing you like <laughs> exactly it's like here's your pink slip <laughs> i i think that this is most likely sort of along the lines of the cyber truck where it's more about like Musk's ego and it's more about like, right. and you said it was like to try to recruit talent because I bet there are robotics engineers who would much rather build like a humanoid robot than right. a welder bot for uh, the Ford factory or whatever, because it's a more interesting challenge. And there's only so many people can go work at Boston dynamics. And so right. it's like another place maybe for somebody who wants to build a humanoid type robot to go work. But I just, I'm just having a hard time seeing it's hard time seeing it's like the use case for it other than like it being like super creepy and poorly doing what a more, more specialized design robot might do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is it, is it going to, is it going to work in HR? (laughs) I would hate to get fired by a robot that can't even stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Like the robot. I would be like, you can't fire me because I'm running away from you. And then the robot would try to get up and fall over. And I'd be like, ah, who's the HR director now? (laughs) Like, I just see no use for this, this thing. I mean, it's, it's a neat idea, but it's, it's like, who cares? Like, even like you think about like what they thought of uh, the future was going to be like the Jetsons, right? Yeah. Like Rosie was on wheels. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it was because they, you know, I guess they had nice Pergo or whatever all over the place in their house. It was also <laughs> a cartoon, but Rosie could just be on wheels because her functions didn't require that she have legs. Right. And yeah, I just, I just can't imagine like giving it legs like that. It's if it needs to climb stairs, I guess that's okay. But like buildings have elevators. Right. I don't know. This just seems like really gimmicky and it just kind of in line with some of the stuff that Elon Musk specifically wants to do at Tesla versus like things that are useful to people. It just can't. Yeah, And to me, it's like, 
if you also look at, uh, say, like the self-driving cars, they find out that you know making a self-driving car is way harder than they thought. They, it's still in beta, although they expanded the the beta now. But um, I'm still not comfortable with self-driving cars, right? I'm not going to put by the self-driving car, uh, self-driving, full self-driving package in my car just because it's so dangerous. It's still pretty dangerous right now. You keep seeing videos of it uh, hitting stuff or almost hitting stuff and the driver has to take over. It's just a lot harder problem. And I think they're going to hit the same thing with this robot. If they're trying to make it like as versatile as a human, if they're just making it to be basically an industrial robot, they can probably get away with it because it's much limited, more limited kind of actions and uh, space, right? There's, there's less stuff going to get, people aren't going to walk in front of it or something, right? If it's working in a, in a factory or less likely to, to happen. You know, that, you know that thing you do at the store if you're walking down the aisle and somebody's walking down the aisle and then you go left, but they go left at the same time you do. Oh, and yeah. then you go and then <laughs> then you laugh and one of you just kind of puts your arm out and you go go, go by. How do how do yeah. ro- how are the robots gonna negotiate that? Are they just gonna battle? <laughs> They're just gonna walk right through you. They're just gonna, gonna walk <laughs> right in smash you. No, smash no. right into you. <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking if it's two robots, what do they do? Uh, yeah, they're just gonna, it's gonna be battle bots because <laughs> that would be a, that would be a place where actually having them networked <laughs> would be really smart. Yeah, like having the yeah. network decide how they're moving around and whatever would be really smart because some computer somewhere else could be like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna cross paths. Let's make sure that doesn't happen. Like, there's so many, so much of this stuff is so much better if it's all networked. Like there was a system right. that I believe Mercedes Benz was showing off in like the late '80s or early '90s where everything was networked. And these cars yeah. were going at this outrageous speed, just a few feet away from each other. And mind you, right. that yeah. you know that that runs into a lot of problems because nobody, everybody else's car isn't networked. But it seems like it seems like unless we get that level of, unless we have that kind of system in place, a lot of this autonomous stuff is just going to run into a lot of problems when it has to like interface with either you know in the case of cars, cars controlled by humans, or in the case of a workplace, like a human being. Yeah. Like what if what if I'm not paying attention as I'm walking down the hall? Like another human being can be like, "Hey, pay attention." The robot, I don't right. know, the robot just runs into you. I don't know, like Yeah, and if you run into the other person, you know, people are generally squishy. Like Right. Yeah. You're, you're not going to hurt yourself, but a robot tends to be a lot harder and they don't give much. Go to the hospital because you've got a piece of a robot in your arm because <laughs> yeah. you bumped into it like while you were just while you were just rushing to the bathroom because you work at Elon Musk's factory and you're not really supposed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, really. You know what he likes about them is that they're not going to try to unionize. Exactly. <laughs> and they only, he only has to pay $20,000 once. Right. 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 Assuming that he can get the cost down to that. Cause I don't see, I mean that $20,000 number considering what he wants it to do. That seems like the biggest bit of bullshit in the whole, whole, in the yeah, whole I scenario. Don't know. I mean, the, they talk about using off the shelf components for a lot of stuff they're, they're doing. And even if it's not, I mean, it's basically like a car and you can, it's smaller than a car, right? It probably has as much, uh, does it have as much moving parts as a car? Uh, maybe an internal combustion car, maybe this similarly. And we can, we used to be able to get them for $20,000. <laughs> Yeah, some of the part. I mean, so off the shelf is just a funny way to talk about because there's all these kind of specialized motors that are going to go into like allowing just its arms to move, right? How many motors are yeah. in? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a bunch of actuators, but apparently you can get them. 
I, I mean, know. I'm not a robotics engineer. I'm not either. I'm just skeptical. I'm first of all, I'm skeptical that like that we're ever going to see anything from this. He's just going to like yeah. bring out another one. I don't know. Maybe he'll impregnate one of them one of these days or something. He's good at doing that. <laughs> Probably. Like, I don't know. I I I'm just biased because I think the guy's a ghoul. I think the guy's an yeah, absolute yeah. ghoul, and he uses his uses his money and power to like afflict the afflicted. Like, and so I'm not rooting for him. I am rooting for the robots, though, if they actually were to unionize. Yeah. Because then what's he, I mean. That would be funny. How strong are their arms? You know what I'm, I'm just starting to wonder, <laughs> like, if there's like a labor dispute, would the Pinkertons be able to take out the robots or? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's a whole other thing. A lot of labor problems, a lot of, a lot of problems with labor with uh, Tesla and just uh, Silicon Valley and the culture yeah. here more broadly. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical. I uh, I wish I wish it would have fallen over because it would have been as great as like the time that he said my truck's windows are indestructible and then a baseball just <laughs> yeah. shattered the window. I was hoping for like yeah. a I was hoping for a moment like that in the uh, in the in the robot thing. It would yeah. have been great if it, if it would have been like, look, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna dance a jig and then instead of dancing a jig, it's just like it just falls Supposedly over. Supposedly the uh, I didn't see this part, but the second one they pulled out the the newer prototype. Even though it was like supported by a stand, apparently while Elon Musk was talking, it it kind of slumped over. <laughs> maybe it, it couldn't maybe, fall over because it was on a stand. But maybe it doesn't like Elon either, and it was like I'm tired of listening to this guy talk. It <laughs> yeah, just probably. slumped over. It was like, can I go to bed now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think people really want this kind of humanoid robot, but I think as again, I think as time goes on, we're going to realize that it's not it's not going to be very useful. Right. I think even, yeah. even as they, these, these technology gets better and the stuff from Boston dynamics, like you were saying is very impressive. Right. Uh, some of it's actually, yeah. the, the word might be terrifying. Yeah. That one where they kept knocking it over and it kept getting back up. Yeah. Or the parkour one. That's just like jumping all over stuff. Yeah. 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 I think that's the same one actually. Yeah, it's yeah. the 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 humanoid that with the just balance, like you just balance. Like, no, I'm terrified of that. Uh, these robots, yeah. I'm not terrified of them. I just think they're useless. So I think we're going to run into a problem of it'll it'll get it'll be like useless, useless, useless. There'll be a little tiny sweet spot in between, and then it'll get terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's just no there's no like in between there. No, there's no there's no like space where it's useful but not terrifying. And I know they're yeah. not going to, it's not like the Terminator. They're not going to become self-aware and kill us. But what if they do? I mean, if, if any group of robots going to get self-aware and go after their, their masters, it's going to be the ones that Elon is <laughs> employed. They'll start talking to some of the other employees on the shop floor and be like, he's doing what? What, do you, what is going to the bathroom and why don't they let you do it? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm glad you covered this story. When I talked to HK, he wanted to make sure that that was the, one of the things we were talking about. I yeah. was going to put it on, but I was like, I'm not even going to have to put this on. Matt's going to put it on and Matt's going to actually look into the matter. Unlike me where yeah. I just like pop off at the mouth about a couple of stories. And uh, speaking about of that, I guess it's my turn to pop off at the mouth of, about yes, a couple of is. stories. <laughs> um, so I got two stories. One, the first story, we actually covered it on the Plex, our Sunday show. When it started coming out, there were two executive level, not, I'm not sure they were C-suite, but they were like kind of high in the management at eBay they were jailed for cyber stalking. And uh, this is not a joke. This isn't like they were trolling somebody. Uh, they sent anonymous deliveries to the journalists and included a fetal pig, a funeral wreath, 
live insects. They posted Craigslist ads for sex parties at the couple's home. And they flew across the country in 2019 to spy on uh, this couple. They attached a GPS tracker to their car. Oh, and that's just the quick hits on what happened. That's not, you know, that's not the entire court document. Uh, one of the defendants, James Baugh, will do nearly five years in federal prison for this. Uh, wow. David Harville will do two years in prison and both got pretty hefty fines. So this is not a small matter. These people got federal time for cyber stalking. Basically, they were going after people who were writing journalism critical of uh, the eBay company in 2017 through about 2019. And wow. it just kept escalating. I think we picked up the story in 2019. I think we, uh, when we covered it on the Plex, I believe we were talking specifically about the incident where they attached the GPS tracker to the journalist's and, and yeah. the journalist's wife, I believe his wife's car. Um, that's, I, it sounds like understand. silly, like when you hear it, right? But then you like yeah. get into the details. You don't get five years in the Fed for something silly. Yeah. What, I'm just trying to figure out what they were thinking of. Like, they, they not realize that that's like a major crime and they're going to get, something's going to happen. And maybe they didn't think they're going to end up in jail, but seriously. Yeah, they they might have thought maybe these people were just going to sue them, but right. it, but it turns out that they were prosecuted by the government. Yeah, I don't know what they were yeah. thinking, but it's like, you know, it's not surprising that people high up in a in a tech company would behave this way. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, it, it's it's yeah, it's very unfortunate, but it's it's a lot of a lot of a lot of men, a lot of men look like us, Matt, and they think that they I know they think that they can just do whatever they want because we have this, this sort of mythology around Silicon Valley and innovation. And they think it makes them like a hero and they, maybe yeah. they get to the point where they think that like crit, like critique of them is bad because they're like fixing the world or whatever. I yeah. know that, I know that that's sort of, we were talking about Elon Musk a minute ago. I know that's gotta be sort of where he's coming from. Otherwise he wouldn't behave the way he does. Yeah. But I mean, eBay, what are they making the world a better place by having online auctions? Come on. <laughs> you know, this was during the time too, when they were really like starting to suffer because Amazon was just big footing everybody. Like, yeah, I mean, it was already starting to happen, but 2000, like by 2017, it was bad, right? eBay was yeah, they're losing market share. And so I don't, you know, I don't know what, I don't know why, you know, they weren't, there was no upside. I can't imagine the upside. I think that there's the upside, just revenge. I guess so ego it has to it would have to be ego or something because it can't there can't be like a rational reason to do something like this yeah i can't think of anything no me neither i mean whatever i i i mean i'm glad i guess that they got punished because a lot of times you know powerful executives of these companies never have to pay the piper for their behavior yeah and so it's nice to see this although all things considered it's not like ebay is the tech giant that they once were so True. But I just, I mean, this sending a fetal pig to somebody, that's like, they thought they were in the mob, I think. Like they must have yeah. thought they were mobsters. Yeah. That sounds like some, I wish I was yeah. in the mob stuff. All right. And they just saw some stuff on, on you know, in the Hollywood movies or something and uh, try we'll, to repeat that. We'll say, we, we can't get a pig, a pig head. Send him a, pig, send him a baby pig. Good yeah. enough. It includes the head, right? <sighs> Crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, James Baugh and uh, David Harville, they seem like they're not very good people. 
never heard of them. This is the only thing I know about them, and they can go F themselves. Uh, and our, my last story is just a real quick one. There was some controversy about this when the Google Assistant and when Siri first came out. Um, when people ask about uh, abortion services near them, they are oftentimes, instead of being directed to a, an abortion provider, they're uh, directed to these crisis pregnancy centers, which are oftentimes run by fundamentalist religious groups that are trying to discourage people from seeking abortions. And um, it turns out the Google Assistant is still doing it. It's been doing it since doing it, since doing it, since doing it. And I think it's just a matter of the 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 way the search algorithm works. And I think that the, some of these crisis pregnancy centers are just showing up higher in the search results. And I think that's what's happening. Yeah, they're probably doing some SEO stuff to, to get their stuff higher. But um, yeah, Google is not, the search side is not supposed to uh, give precedence to these different companies that they know are not entirely truthful, right? They're, if they're showing, if Google is showing these companies that are, or these charities, like, I don't know what they really are, what they're considered, but you know, they're, since we know that they're not telling the truth, they're not entirely telling the truth to people who show up there, that ends up damaging Google's brand. They don't want to like put that higher on their search results. Um, so I'm, I'm I don't know why that that's happening is, they usually fix that stuff pretty quickly. I may have to ask some of my Google friends uh, what's going on and if they can post something. There is uh, Google employees can actually post stuff and tell, you know, send stuff to the the search team to say, you know, certain searches are returning bad results and can sometimes get that sort of thing fixed. I mean, this is this has been an ongoing problem though. Like the this isn't, you know, if the Yeah, but it's yeah, it sounds like it's ongoing and maybe they know about it and who knows why they haven't been able to fix it. Very strange. Yeah. The link in the show notes from the register, you know, brings receipts yeah. from it happening before the, the original sort of scandal around it was from Siri or the Apple assistant, yeah. but they figured out a way around it. Ask the thing, ask the thing where the nearest Planned Parenthood is. Yeah. If you ask directly for that, if you ask for, what was the pregnancy crisis center or something that's going to, it's definitely show you that instead of uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, but I don't know what's what is a neutral search you can you can send it and uh, oh, it'll I, actually give you good results. I think it just asks for abortion clinics. Yeah, that's I think that's the the search. Oh phrase. yeah, then it definitely shouldn't be sending you crisis pregnancy centers because they're they're not abortion clinics. Right, they're Period. places. They're place. It's like uh, if you ask where the Christian church is and it sends you to the humanist community, it's like right. That would never happen, but yeah, that would be a incorrect result, definitely. Right. And uh, I mean, whatever. Most you know, most Christians are nice people and might enjoy a humanist community meeting. So yeah, <laughs> especially if they like TED talks or whatever. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think it's bad, and I think that I think it may be it may be one of those things that Google is afraid to fix because there are these companies seem terrified of appearing to be biased against like hard right ideas for whatever reason that's against, true yeah against the far right because they always get accused of it so i figure if they're going to get accused of it anyway they should fix this problem but i feel like it might just be that certain entities have been doing such a good job of playing the ref and trying to say that they're being discriminated against and so i feel like if if abortion if like i i need abortion services or whatever or i need an abortion clinic if it never showed any of these like uh crisis pregnancy centers i feel like these people would start crying discrimination and i think yeah. 
Google might be sensitive to that. I don't know. It's just my guess. I know YouTube is highly sensitive to that kind of criticism. Um, yeah. Never, never, never seems very sensitive to criticism from the other side when you take down good, right. good skeptical, but snarky and maybe a little bit rude people's uh, YouTubes. Um, <laughs> but people yeah, giving good messages. YouTube, YouTube used to be the one that people were complaining that it was becoming a, a pipeline to the far right. And I mean, that was for... It wasn't like a short time. It lasted like that for a long time. I don't know if it's still doing that. I don't seem to be getting the same uh, recommendations on YouTube videos that I would, exp- you know, I thought was in that kind of pipeline. I don't think that's happening anymore. But um, it took them a long time to to fix that. Right, and in this case, you know, Google and YouTube—they'll tell you that they're separate. But I, I. I'd be shocked if the search engine on YouTube doesn't borrow a lot from the Google main search engine, because why wouldn't yeah. you <laughs> like, like why wouldn't you borrow a lot of this search stuff from the main search engine? But maybe there's something to keep an eye on. Maybe we'll try to see if, if this is uh still ongoing. Um, I've been getting more and more uh, stories lately from the register because they're, well, they're so good. They mostly do enterprise stuff, but when they do talk about, um, you know, kind of consumer facing stuff and whatever, they don't really pull any punches and they're not really too terribly concerned about the kinds of criticism. Maybe that Google's concerned about because people go to the register for news about enterprise stuff. And yeah. so it kind of gives them a little bit more room. I think when they're talking about stuff that has to do with consumers or just kind of your tech and society, because that's not what most people go there for. Whereas other yeah. publications are terrified of being biased. It seems that, uh, the register is biased and uh, in their sort of opinion uh, columns, they don't shy away from uh, the idea that somebody might call them biased. So I like that about them. Plus lots of great stuff on there. If you're interested in enterprise computer tech, I can't recommend the register highly enough. Both of my stories are from the register this week and the links are in the show notes. And I do believe HK uh, read the show out last week. So I think it's my turn to read the show out. I think that's right. All right, you've this has been the How the Tech Are You show. I almost said the name of another show. Um, we do this show every Monday, and it usually goes out Wednesday. Sometimes I don't get it out till Thursday. That's usually not my fault, though. Whatever. Um, you can find all of our podcasts at echoplexmedia.com, and you can check out our live shows at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. If you want to support this project, go to echoplexmedia.com slash support. There's ways to support us there, including our swag shop and Patreon. And of course, if you're tired of Spotify, check out eplex.xyz. Lots of great music playing there 24-7 unless our show's going. And then, like, I don't know, go to Twitch instead. Have a great tech week.